Good morning. Hey, I, I don't want to talk a lot this morning, but I just want to say that it was really good last, week, last Sunday when we, we were talking. And I kept thinking about everything that we were talking in the service and then after the service. And uh, it's actually exciting for me to think that we, we can be creating or be led by the Lord to create something completely new. You know, and one, one of the things that we, that came to me when, you know, after we were talking is a class that I took that's called uh, Creative Conflict Management. Because usually, conflicts are not creative, <laughs> right? Conflicts can be very destructive. And I think that we are at a point now, I, I hope, and I'm as, as we've been looking to the Lord for a long time already, you know, how to move forward. And, and to me, it takes a lot of maturity to make, uh, be able to handle conflict in a creative way. You know, one, one way to solve, when you try to solve a conflict, you have to eliminate people. <laughs> you eliminate the problem, right? And that's not the way that God sees. He sees conflict as a way for growth, for maturing, for diversity, of coming together in oneness. You know, so, uh, anyway, so we could go on, and I think we're going to plan to have a breakfast, you know, at some time soon together, so we can continue with this conversation. But to me, what I want to share with you this morning is, I really think that the church, in one sense, is following the steps of Israel. So we can learn a lot from reading in the Old Testament and, and find applications for the church today. And just like Israel, you know, I was thinking about that. They, they left Egypt not long ago, not much later, they are building a golden calf. Then because of that, they had to go through 40 years of the wilderness. And then again, they, they, you know, you have the judges, and then you have the Saul, and then David, then the United Kingdom, and not much later than that, there's already idolatry and you know division and dispersion, Babylon, captives, and all of that, and then they had to go back. And we're gonna start reading Jeremiah, and it's, there's a verse in Jeremiah that's it's always like meaningful to me because it says like this. Look at this. This is Jeremiah speaking to the people being sent captives, you know, to Babylon. He says, set up for yourselves highway markers back to Canaan. Make for yourselves guideposts Turn your thoughts and attention to the way by which you went into exile so you can retrace your steps 
of virgin Israel and return to the cities. So he was saying, when you're going to Babylon as captives, but you're going to return, you're going to have to return. And we just sang this song, return to the Lord, return to me and I will heal your land. So they had to be able to set guideposts so that the people returning 70 years later, they could find their way back to Israel. And I think that for us to return to what is God's vision for the church, we have to find the guideposts along the way. And I think that a lot of the guideposts we're going to find it's, it's going to be by the Holy Spirit leading us, but also by finding in the scriptures how the church was established at first. You know, and, and one of the main things that you can find in, in the, especially in the letters of Paul, is he uses the, like, you have to be kind <laughs> to each other. You have to love one another, you know, honor one another. And I think that that's one of the things that we have been working on. It's like, how can we just come together and understand that we still do not think the same way. And we're not going to try to make everybody a clone of somebody. We're not going to try to force everybody to think the same, feel the same, behave the same, and have the same expression. But to come in an atmosphere like Paul in, in, in Corinthians says, you're members of the body. And all the members of the body are different, but they are still one. You know, so to me, it's like, it, it's just like a, really, a, a real cry from the Lord because I don't want to make the same mistakes that were made before. Where, you know, people would come to me like, hey, you need to tell that people to be quiet. Right? Why? You know, that's what we had in the past. You know, now we, we need to find a way to be creatively managing the differences where we can learn together and we can actually grow and, and be able to respect one another. Because each one will have to be different. We don't want clones. We want oneness. We, don't, we want unity, but not conformity. You know, so I, I, I want to just read a, a few verses here to, that to me they are like these highway markers. That we, if we're going to be a group, a family, or a church, or a community, whatever you want to call, you know, I think that we, we will always have to be reminded of these things. Acts 2. Right after the day of Pentecost, they said, it says, they worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. One thing that I, th I think we're going to find is that not every gift really works in a one-hour service a week. A lot of the gifts are going to be way out of these four walls here. You know, so that's one of the beauty of what I think we're looking for. Is like, it's like just encouraging, and we were talking about that before, just encouraging each other's gifts. 
You know, and whether they are exercised in a service or not, they are all equally important. Another one in Acts 5.42, and every day in the temple and from house to house, they continue to teach and preach this message. Jesus is the Messiah. So there was always a, a focus. They were always, you know, coming together to eat communion, to partake of the supper, and be reminded of what they had experienced and how they, because of the blood, they were one. Colossians 3, this is a good one. Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This is not Paul writing this for no reason. There were conflicts. There were fights on those churches. They were like a mix of Jews and Gentiles and people doing different things. And he was saying, hey, since you're the loved people of God, you need to clothe yourself. You need to put on all of these qualities. Make allowance for each other's faults. And forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us to all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ ruin your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a rep representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Does it make sense? I bless this for us because as we, we're going to move forward. I don't, I, I don't think that we were stuck. I don't think that we, I think we were being led to, by the Lord until this day. And, but I'm looking just for this carefulness that if whatever we're going to build, we're going to build with the word. We're going to build based on this guidepost. And we're going to return to where the Lord wants us to be. And there's all these keys here that we, we will always, you know, I remember when uh, Mark Glenn came, right? And he gave us this, all these scriptures, you know, like the scriptural foundations for mediation, right? Like this is how we're gonna relate. We're going to relate by respecting and, and, you know, with kindness and all of that. Another one, Ephesians 5, 12 to 22, oh, 18 to 22. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. 
Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, 13. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging believers and teaching them. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecies spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep up watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. That's all I had. But I bless this for us because I, I, am, I am, like I said, I'm looking forward to what we are going to be able to be led by the Lord as we move with these principles, you know, that we have in the scriptures. And they, they, are, they were written, they were sent to those churches for a reason, you know, and, and each one of them was addressing a specific conflict that was happening. And you can look at all, you know, the seven letters to the churches in, in Revelation, you know, and you can learn from there how to apply that to us here today. And, and they were given for our instruction. The scriptures were preserved. <laughs> by miraculous way up to us so that we can have it here on our phones and computers and our Bibles so that we can live by, by the word. And we were talking about that, you know, the promise to Joshua was, was meditate on this day and night. Because if you deviate a little bit, right, we know what happens. You know, so I'm blessed that as we move forward, that we will keep these guideposts, these reminders from the scriptures on, on the way that we come together, the way that we talk to each other, the way that we, we hear each other. You know, and let there always be this sense, and I need to read this again. This is never too much. I need this. Colossians 3.12, since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Do you know why? Because we're going to still be offending each other. We're still going to be different. And we're going to be saying things and, and expressing things. So we need to come prepared, making an allowance. Because we are humans and we want to be humans. 
And we want to be different. And we want to be able to be free to express ourselves. You know, and, and, and otherwise, we will just be constrained and everybody cannot say anything. And that cone of silence back on, you know, and then you, you, people just don't have the freedom. And that's what Paul was saying. Like, it was for freedom that God set you free. You know, and I, I think that we, we could read that for us. Like, we, we, we have been set free. I don't want to go back to a slavery. I don't want to go back to a, a thing that, I, you know, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go back to something that, you know, one single person is not heard. You know, and then there, is a, there has to be a way that, you know, you're not going to solve the conflict. But you're going to have to find a way to accommodate and collaborate where everybody gets what they're looking for. You know, and everybody's able to find the, the, what's meaningful to them in this relationship together. You know, and then that means you have to make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. And always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Yeah. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. I mean, this is, a, for me, this is a description of what I'm looking for. This is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for this holistic, whole, healthy atmosphere that's like a family that has conflict. But everybody has to have a voice. And it's not a top-down, you know, we are going to dictate here what's right and what's wrong and you, 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 you're going to come here. No, we're going to all come here because the Lord is putting in our hearts to be here. And he's going to give in our hearts a desire to express whatever gifts he has given each one of us in this community, in this relationship. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, you know, there's another verse that says, whatever you do or say, let it be for edification. Let it be for the building up, for the equipping, for helping, encouraging, exhorting, you know, and, and putting people up and saying, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. You know, and that to me is the atmosphere that Paul was trying to promote, you know, in all those churches. And we can learn so much if we, we do them. Happy are you if you do them, right? Blessed are you. So I, I just sharing with you what's in my heart. It's like my heart is there is a vision. There is a goal. There is a, a place that I think that the Lord wants to take us. But I think that it will take everybody going before the Lord and finding these nuggets of this highway signs saying this is the way you're going to walk in it. This is the way. This is how you're going to do it. 
And then we're going to come together with, first of all, loving the Lord our God with all our hearts and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. As we learn to receive love, then we're going to be able to give love. Amen.